Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm starting recording now. No, nope. this is how the podcast is starting. We're just gonna we're going uh, right into it. No, out of this. No one wants to hear this. Nobody yep. wants to hear this. Yep, yep, we're doing All it. All right, Dylan, you're starting in, in five, three. four, three. Uh, where's the intro music? I expect. Calm your music. shit. It's coming. Oh, there you go. We can't start with calm your shit. <laughs> Watch us. Dylan knows here. That was the beat drop. That was your cue. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Should we just restart? <laughs> no, 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 we're going. Welcome, first. everybody, to If I May. All right. Yeah, let's we'll go. All there. right. I'll start. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to If I May, a podcast with me, Dylan, an average guy, along with three of my average friends, Brent, Kyle, and Nick. We're going to talk about stuff while interrupting, interrupting each other as politely as possible. This is episode 39. Let's go. There you go, Dylan. Hey, first intro. It. So if I may, I am no longer. What's if that? I might not be the worst person at our reading Tele- top round here. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm back, baby. It's also his very first time. Yeah, Number right. three. I'm the third <laughs> worst. <laughs> yeah, so that means I'm you have moving up in the rank. world. <laughs> you yeah, rank is still the same. Have not have not have moved up moved or down. Up. There's just someone else below you. If that makes sense. That's had one I'll try. I'll get oh, better. No, I'm not worried. About I, I have faith. Yeah, so for those that don't remember, this is Dylan. Uh, we actually had him as a, a guest in episode 20-something, or maybe the teens, mm. I don't know. So, he's in the was, Army. Was the teens. If yeah, I like paid 16. attention, I would know which episode it was, but I don't. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, something like that. This is my kind of podcaster, someone who doesn't pay attention, doesn't take notes. <laughs> and Kyle, be out. careful. Kyle, we're running out. We're, we're no longer the majority anymore. <laughs> yeah, there right. There used to be a 66% people that listen to the podcast and now it's only 50 percent. So. all right well i'm prepared in other subjects so maybe it's not maybe it's not that but i actually printed off stuff for this one so i'm, I'm printed things off i printed things off for me to read with paper somebody needs somebody with needs paper and ink <laughs> not colored ink just screen black action just black and white yeah, yeah so if i may if I may, quick, uh, that's more preparation than Nick has ever done for this, I think. So, <laughs> congratulations, Dylan. Thank you're, you. You're that now me up third. to three now? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Nick, you actually moved on. <laughs> oh. And I don't seem to care. Nope. <laughs> that was never in question. I, I think I'm the one who sounds educated. Is, is that what that is? Yeah, that's true. That's what my... Even with all my fancy lack of notes? <laughs> mm. Yeah. So Dylan's joining us. Uh, he'll he'll theoretically be here to stay, assuming he he's he he, he enjoys his time. I guess something like or that. Or doesn't bomb the tryout. Yeah, or doesn't bomb this tryout. Well, I'm not off to a good start, so <laughs> you're good. You're good. So you right. most. <laughs> Let's jump into uh, one of our topics. That's usually so. Dylan and I actually started talking about this, and I was like, we need to stop. Like, this is a perfect podcastable topic. So I think last week or the end of last week, some woman in. It's one of the Carolinas, north or south. I don't. Probably this. We'll go with South Carolina because it sounds more <laughs> southern. Um, won the like Mega Millions jackpot, which I think the the overtime payout was one point something billion. So she just took the uh, the the instant payout, uh, and it was like eight hundred some million. And so smart. I was like, yeah, yeah. So for those that don't know, like theoretically, the the insta money is the way you want to go because you can instantly invest that and make a lot more money than you would by getting the payout over however many years they always tell that the payout is. Is, but, that, is that, if I may, 
Yeah. Uh, is that depending on uh like the quantity of money that like is there a certain percentage of money that you win that it's worth taking the money right away or whether it's worth actually getting it over time? Like if you say you don't you win the lottery, but it's not really like a crazy amount of money, would it be more worth actually getting over a series? Like, so it depends on how much. Time? So like the instant payout That's is a certain amount and then the overtime is a certain amount. So theoretically, right. the stock market on average, you can make around 10% a year on the stock market if you, mm-hmm. have, you have people that know what they're doing. Uh, so right. it depends on what percentage, you know, how much smaller the instant payout is from the over years payout. If after 10%, cumulative each year for three years it pays out more than you would get after the five or ten years that it pays you out over time if that yeah, made any I mean, sense th- that makes total sense it makes because you it makes you actually make more money in the long run to take as much money as you could from the lottery and reinvest it right then whereas if you have if you're basically waiting for your money over time you're not able to reinvest that and you're basically just dealing with what you have at that time yeah you get like yeah 100 grand a year or something like that versus 800 million that you can instantly invest and yeah increase it by 10 percent right away that's 80 extra million a a year you know if you're making even less than if you make five percent off the stock market that's 40 million a year i think i could live off of that like i I don't know i don't know maybe maybe not if if I may want taxes each year go up as well. Yeah, you're so right. Like, like a third of that. Taxes gone. right now are if you pay for it right away, it's gonna be hopefully the lowest. Um, okay, we'll call it even half of it being gone. That still yeah. leaves me with at five percent a year, ten million a year. I I think I could handle that. <laughs> could I don't you? know. Yeah, I don't know. Is that enough? My bills are pretty steep. <laughs> but so I guess the the general question is if you guys right now had a influx of we'll call it a billion dollars or even half a billion dollars, what do you do? Like all of a sudden half a bill just drops into your bank account. What do you do with it? I report it to make sure that it goes back to the rifle owners. <laughs> okay. Okay. You win the lottery and you get half a billion dollars in your bank account after taxes. I question where I bought that lottery ticket from because I don't purchase. Play the, I, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, I would probably... <laughs> Uh, if I were to do that, I would find a way to invest or like put away enough where I don't ever have to worry about money again. And well, and your children and your children's children, right? Yeah, most likely. <laughs> um, and then I would find ways to use it, whether it's going on trips or donating to charity or, um, you know, make the most of it. I don't think I'd buy anything super lavish. Uh, cause you can make your money go farther if you're not buying yachts all the time. So I think yeah. everyone says that though. Yeah. yeah I, would, I wouldn't do that like much crazy. And then all of a sudden you have all this money and you're like, ah, spend it, spend it, spend it, spend it. Yeah. Uh, screw it. Cray. Yeah. A couple hundred thousand dollars for this awesome car. Why not? <laughs> right. I'm paying off those loans though. Jump change. Oh yeah, all for sure. Time. Like, uh, like number one, my, lo- like all loans are instantly paid off. Um, I think, well, like, first of all, you don't, t- like, for me personally, you tell no one, at least not initially, right? And like, you get yourself a lawyer or somebody that knows what they're doing with that much money to that you somehow can trust. I don't know. Nick, you want to you be in charge of my money? <laughs> like you uh, find- he's not a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could... I could give you points and tips, but I'm I'm exempting myself from this discussion because I have a family history in this topic area, uh, whether you knew that or not. Ooh. 
Oh, well, Nick, no, uh, if it ever happens fair. to me, I will pay you 10 grand to come out here and tell me what to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to ask broad questions, I can I can seriously give you fair answers, but it's because I have a family member who did, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, yeah, interesting. It always works out differently for everybody. Um, I feel like you winning the lottery pay- doesn't necessarily make you happier, but eh, I'd, I'd be willing to, to try. It, I guess. <laughs> here's here's what I can say, like hypothetic. Not not that I'm not going to tell you any details about my family member because that doesn't matter. What? Why not? not- because it doesn't matter Um, but the uh the thing i i've thought about like if i were to have have won it or if i were to um come into that kind of money what would i do with it yes being an accounting individual uh i would most certainly want to uh put away the large easy majority of it 90 plus percent um, and, and just live off of the interest kind of thing. Like not all the interest, cause there should be more than enough to live off of. But as far as what I would spend on, um, yeah, what would be your myself, splurging items would be like at most, I think I want an F one fifty. I've kind of always wanted like a really nice truck mm-hmm. to, as, as kind of a redneck uh, at heart. It's, it's something I, I really enjoy having, especially in the UP. I think I'd buy a, a large piece of property um, yes, in, in the Upper Peninsula as well and uh, in, invest in that for my family to hunt on and vacation on if they should so see fit. Um, also an entire island in the Bahamas. <laughs> I like the concept, but I would have to understand how much money or what my investment would be. Um I, I'm not in love with the I, I someplace I, I don't want to be. All of my family and all of my friends are in the Midwest, um, or or part of the Midwest, because neither of you are in the Midwest any longer. But um, we're not friends anymore, apparently. It's relevant in the sense that you guys are going to return to the Midwest at least for vacations or or whatever. You are part of the Midwest, so I'd, I'd rather be here. Yes, if I had an island, it would be lovely, and people would have to come see me or would want to, and that would all be great. But it's just like, okay, if I were to buy, you know, if I had no spending limit or, or one, you know, half a billion dollars, uh, I would buy probably a couple hundred acres in the Upper Peninsula near my family's hunting land. I would buy a really nice truck. Um, but I'd probably stay where I'm at. Like, I, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't, other than the nice truck, I really wouldn't want to do anything too, too lavish. Uh, I, I have plans for my house and things I want to upgrade, but I'm not going to go crazy. Like I'll, I'll slowly continue to upgrade my house the way I was, I planned to even before I came into any money. The other thing that I'd like to do, um, is the people who are closest to me, and this is a dangerous game, but I, I'd, I'd say I've, I've put some thought into it. I would I would pay off all student loans of uh, friends that I had. Uh, just there, are, if I were to make a, a short list of of very close friends and or family members, I would I would pay off all existing student loans. Um, I, I would not cover family members who wanted to go to college or or do anything crazy once they graduated college. I, I would consider it, um, you know, and maybe I'd help out with you know putting out a loan or something like that, but. Um, I think my um, my family member who who came into some money via this method has done a really good job in being pretty hands off and uh, seeing how he she has done it. Um, I, I would recommend a, a mostly hands off approach. They wouldn't do the paying for student loans, but it was just more of a hypothetical like 
if you could do something for the people who meant the most to you, what's what's hindering their lives most or what would what would be most significant to them? Uh, most often it's taking care of student loans. So yeah, if I may, um, I really like that point. Um, I've been reading a lot of interviews about people that have or listen to a lot of podcasts too, of people that have been really successful with their money. Um, and what they always say is like, you don't just give the people near you money just for the sake of it. Like if someone comes to them or they have a family member that wants to do something to help better their, like to help improve themselves, like the whole teach a person to fish kind of thing, like pay off student loans. You're helping them learn to fish, not just giving them the fish, you know? Uh, if I, if I may, uh, Nick, if you, won that much money why would you just get an f-150 when you could get an f-350 <laughs> what's an f-350? um an f-350 is uh just a very high powered um it's a stronger version of the same truck uh it's it's so it can it can tow a hell of a lot more um that in my mind i'm just saying is, why would you not why would you not get a bigger truck a right. custom and truck that's, that's that's a good question or you could get like the ford raptor or whatever the the yeah. crazy trucks are um quite simply it's it's not my thing like i want excessive to an extent but i draw the line at f-150 now you're right if i if i want to buy a boat or i want to uh, be hauling something and if i need a larger truck and it's practical absolutely I, I, I would have no problem upgrading to an F-250, F-350, whatever was necessary to accomplish whatever I was attempting to do. But there's nothing I can think of in my life um, currently. F-150 wouldn't be more than enough to do. Um, you're right. There's not a probably, not, there's probably not a great explanation for not going a 350, but it just seems excessive to me. Like that's kind of where I have the mental line of, okay, yeah, yeah. I could do some crazy, uh, larger truck with crazy power or, or whatever, but I, it just doesn't appeal to me. I, I think, um, whether it's the marketing or whatever, um, now, now the other thing I, I've been looking at cars, not cause I'm going to buy one or do anything in the near future at all. I, I have another 10, 11 months worth of my lease and then I'm buying out my Honda Accord uh, after that period in time. But for my own research purposes, I've been looking at vehicles just because I, I enjoy doing it and I, I want to start to look for future purposes and um, badly to be a, like a, a loyal Ford person. But Ford prices are high. Like, not sure if you guys have ever looked at this or, or what research you've done in the cars, but I, I re like this Honda Accord that I'm I'm leasing currently and um, I'm, I'm going to buy out was was a nice car, uh, a very nice car and very similar to a, a model Honda had. However, the model Honda had was ten grand higher. On no account, any better at all. Like it 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 upset me that Ford was charging is charging. 10k more for nothing of value like i can't figure it out yeah it's and basically the same class of car just of car same features or less and i'm sitting here wondering okay hey it's american anyone it's american why would anyone pay this additional amount and it's just like oh because we're ford like no that's not how the market works. Like I, I love Ford because they're the company that didn't need the bailout. They're the company that survived uh, and everything. It represents America. Like I've grown up watching commercials. And of course, there's the Chevy ones like a rock. There's Ford Strong or um, there's Dodge that's also got a good brand. But I'm sitting here like, okay, as a as a consumer who's seriously just looking at these things, and I, I like to look at trucks. It's it's my dirty pleasure. But um, 
I, I don't think it'll make sense for my life, but I still like to look at it and understand. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, I, I want to support Ford. I, I would, if right, it's my dream car. If if cars were that important to me, and they're not, but um, it's it's something I enjoy learning about, thinking about, and I would enjoy driving certainly. But what are your guys' thoughts on on this whole idea that a company is just seemingly oh. whatsoever charging an additional five ten k when the market is is offering and and Ford's losing market space like. Well, there's your answer. Well, on they're losing. That happens losing all the time, space. though. But think about this, though: brand loyalty, brand Apple. No, 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 none of Apple's products. I don't think a single one of Apple's products are worth the price that you pay for them. But you, oh, pay, no. you buy it because Apple's ridiculous. Like the, the memory costs is just re- stupid. It's just stupid. Is the best. Like it, here's 32 gigs for an extra hundred dollars. I can go to the store right now, get a 512 gigabyte micro SD card for like 20, 30 bucks. It's just stupid pricing on Apple. Like the, the price per gig that you end up paying for it, Yeah. The, the brand loyalty is stupid. And I think the whole losing market share is proof of overpricing without real innovation. Doesn't work. I, not that they I'm, do innovate. They innovate, but it's probably just not. What was the last I, the thing, big Apple innovation? Oh, big Apple! Oh, Apple doesn't innovate. It no. was it was it was um, space with Tim. It was Tim Cook was when Tim Cook was still there, or not Tim Cook? Jo- Steve Jobs. Uh, Jobs. Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. Tim Cook's the CEO. Sorry, I've been reading about him with Trump. It's been hilarious, but um, I, that's a separate subject. But okay, I, I'm not looking to invest. I don't have the kind of money. Okay. I'm not going to spend my money on on investing currently in, in that manner. But if I'm an investor and I'm watching a a Ford lose market share for no apparent reason, what's the game plan? What, you can't like, fix I, stupid. I, I, the only reason it's really frustrating for me is because I I worked for a company that or I, I joined briefly a company that I idolized growing up they they sold things that were outdoorsy woodsman stuff was an outdoorsy woodsman store kind of place and i i had always really enjoyed going in those stores because it was everything that i i loved about outdoors you know uh, without going without saying the store you know hunting fishing shooting um you know camping for outdoors camping all all that kind of stuff I, i had the opportunity to go work for one of them unfortunately right before they went bankrupt and um, it was a really bad situation for me because they weren't publicly traded before I was hired. Financials, which as a finance, finance and accounting professional, I absolutely do uh, look at that before I join an organization if I can. Uh, given that they weren't publicly traded and nobody said anything, um, I walked into a really crappy situation. And the explanation I got over the four or five months I worked for them I was introduced to all kinds of people who had been with the organization for 10, 15 years. And I, I was learning how they do things. And I'm looking at these finance and accounting professionals who are very smart people, very capable. And, and I simply, you know, asked some questions like, okay, you're telling me our forecasting model works like this and, and our, our analysis works like this. If this all works wonderfully, how did we get in the situation we're in? And their response to me was basically, uh, yeah, no, you're, you're not joking. This is the stupidest thing ever. Uh, we, we presented all this information to a CEO who 
simply said, uh, we will not give on margin. Cool approach. It is an old business approach before the Amazons of the world, before the other um, innovations of the world in, in, in so many areas. Um, the prevailing business approach was, uh, no, it's, if you give on margin, it's only a short-term boost. Have you guys not seen Christopher Robin? Watch Christopher Robin. You got to flip the pyramid upside down, sell to the masses at a lower price and you make all the money and you can keep all your employees. That's what Christopher Robin taught me. I've not seen that, but that actually does sound relevant. (laughs) They they totally say that here. (laughs) I watched an iconic, an iconic brand essentially go under. And they're rebuilding. I hope they make it. But but I look at a Ford that I, I idolized. They they were involved with the college that I went to school at, and they're very supportive of education. And they've done a lot of great things. And they're they're an American brand by all means. Yeah, flip that and, pyramid and upside down. Sell the little man. I just that's I how they started. Understand. That's how Ford started with the whole like any color you want, only black. Blah blah blah. Like yeah, they started by selling the small man. But, yeah, I don't know. The full history of that with I mean, respect right. to America. If I may, for this market share thing, because I decided to do some research with this, um, the top market share is General Motors at 17.1%. Um, Ford has 15.2%. Or it's basically only 2% off the top mar- market share. I don't know if their collapse is quite Was as Was that imminent. historically? Um, it's been higher historically. It's been upwards of 20%. That's what um, I'm saying. But it, so it's dropped, but in comparison to like, there's more options, like they're still doing pretty good. Are now, more options if they continue the slide, because the market but, demands it. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, nowadays I they're I having a lot more of the like individual car companies as well, like a Tesla and like some of the, some of the other, there, there's some smaller car companies. They're actually, having some okay success. So, I mean, maybe that's just the whole market changing a little bit nowadays. So I actually have a friend that works at Ford. Maybe he wants, we could have him on. I don't know. I can see if he's interested. I I don't want to, you don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I want to go down (laughs) the rabbit hole, but you're asking an employee to speak about their company, frankly. Um, And if, 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 if there's anything negative discussed about it, they often do not have permission to represent their organization. I love the thought, but it's but boring. but he as an engineer he could um, give what? insight into well, no he, <laughs> give, get fired. he could give insight into if there's any innovations coming up like I know yeah, and again that's one of those things where he's not probably allowed to uh, talk about but, new but, innovations but coming but up. I'm just saying I have thirty contacts at Ford I could call like yeah. just, I don't you know, I don't like, know the big swing in uh, <laughs> D over here. I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, for Detroit, baby. Speculate. I don't want to speculate on if Ford's doing good or bad based off of what is just really limited information at this point. Like, I honestly, I, a lot of things I've heard too about like the car industry, for example, is if they're gonna update something when you release new technology, when you stuff, it's a very, very slow process because if you, you know, you go to a car show, you go to all these new car shows and there's technology that just blows you away. It's there's, there's things that like the future, you're like, wow, why don't we just put this on the market right now? But a lot of that stuff just gets phased. I mean, think about, um, some of those cars that you can do like the auto merge or the, like it's coming out really quick or they can tell if there's a, you know, like, it'll slow you down if you're coming too close to a car, like the t- technology comes, but it's just way behind when it's actually developed because frankly, the general population isn't quite ready for as vast a move up as 
I don't what, think they can afford it. Things like Ford have. Uh, yeah, clubs. thank you. Dylan, uh, yeah, Dylan's on the right track. General, general population close. can't afford cars like that. That innovative. Close, yeah. Brent, but it's, it's, it comes back to the money. They're not going to give it to you for cheap. Uh, when I was sure. researching trucks and I did a test drive, uh, it was really interesting. Again, on on Ford, and sorry, this wasn't a planned topic. I just create these things as I go for the record. But um, I, I did a test drive in a, an F one fifty because I'm a fanboy, and uh, they were telling me about the engines. And their marketing was hilarious to me. They're just like, okay, well, the standard F-150 comes with a V8. However, uh, we can absolutely you know, upgrade you to the uh, EcoBoost V6, this, that, the other damn thing. Uh, and they were basically saying, okay, yeah, the V6 engine, it's stronger. It's more efficient on gas. It is the better engine by far, like not even close. Um, but the V8 standard. Uh, so they, they were making everyone pay more for for the better, which is fine. But you have to think about all those lovely features you're talking about, Brent, all, all the futuristic technology. Those are all available right now. It's not that the, the, the general population isn't ready for it. It's that Ford and other companies, and maybe rightfully so, are, are putting it in new models. How many people do you know buy brand new cars regularly? many i, I mean without sometimes if i may sometimes it actually parents. does make sense if you are financially able to uh, a lot of times the cars that offer you the 12 or 24 months of interest-free financing is actually can be cheaper long term than a used car but yeah. anyhow dylan one thing i want to hit back dylan quick uh if you had a magical half a billion dollars show up uh i guess we'll circle back real quick uh what, what would you do with That's real back bill? Yep, that's that's pretty far back. It's like twenty five <laughs> minutes back ish. But uh. okay. Um, well, first thing I would do if I just came into a bunch of money, uh, it would probably be get out of the military. Now, that's most people. Uh, if they came into money, some most people would not. Nah, I mean, some people would keep their jobs, but I would. I, I would not. I would want to travel. So, but it, as a military member, um, there is a rule or a, a regulation where you can get honorably discharged from the military for coming into money. So I oh, think yeah, that that's kind of cool that they allow that. Um, yeah, I mean, they don't want to keep people tied down, I guess, that don't need to be in the military. Or but... if they don't want to be there. Like, if you don't want to yeah. be there, that kind of doesn't help the military as much. Right. I mean, and, I mean, if you just, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I would definitely get out of the military, and I'd want to travel. Um, but I'd obviously... I'd want to build a home, a nice home somewhere, um, pay off that all like any debts that I have, which um, I think I'd want to help out family members if they needed it. Um, and I, I, I've always like had a dream of living in Alaska and the in the Caribbean, and basically spending the summers up in Alaska and the winters down in the Caribbean, and just kind of traveling back and forth. I would totally, I would, but I would want to um, buy land in both places and i would want something small i wouldn't want anything like huge and uh i think i would probably small in alaska though what's that kind of hard to do anything small in alaska i imagine yeah i don't know but then i'd want to i think i'd want to get my private pli private pilot's license and i'd want to fly from one place to the other i think that'd be really cool and that's kind of what i would do is travel and fly and kind of do my own thing and, and be a wilderness man i guess I like, I like that. I like that general plan. I think, yeah, for me, like 
Number one for me, if I come into like that substantial amount of money, half it I'm putting away so I am not allowed to touch it. Like somehow it's automatically willed to my kids slash grandkids or something where like mm-hmm. a huge chunk of the money, like I literally cannot touch without like five people agreeing or something like that. You know, something crazy like that where just a bunch of the money, I'm not even allowed to touch. It just goes in some trust fund. For and you can go even further and set that up to where they cannot touch that till your kids or your grandchildren cannot touch that money until they graduate college. Until they're 21. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Can't touch the money until you graduate college. I think that would be really interesting. That's yeah. a great plan. That, that would be would a good totally thing for like... Them or like help them yeah, drive be, them towards graduating college. Or or I guess, you. I don't know if I'd have that as a complete ultimatum because college isn't necessarily for everybody. But right. at least... I don't know, maybe a certain age or college kind of thing. That way, yeah, uh, college about or this, 30. Yeah, the about same amount of life experience, you know, equals getting that amount of money. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I don't know a good way of setting that up to where the kids wouldn't just kind of become brats. Uh yeah, yeah, I didn't really know how to like word that, but like yeah, to where they're just not I don't know. If you can not tell them about the money. Yeah, you're right. Probably. Yep, that's the way to go. It that magically appears. They Could they have the them, person in the suitcase show up at their front door. Uh, sir, we need to sit down with you and discuss something. You got a bunch yeah. of money. I don't know. I think that would but, be the, the easiest way to ensure that they don't turn out like a pile of crap. Yeah. But I wouldn't, like, with that lifestyle of mine, like, just kind of living in both both Alaska and uh, down in the Caribbean, I, w- I don't know if I would need a car. I don't I just... I probably wouldn't drive anymore. If I did, I would probably just take an Uber or something. Yeah, that's a good point. You can just Uber wherever you want. Yeah, I just wouldn't need to drive anymore. And I don't know, just buy whatever I want, I guess. But I wouldn't need anything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would would want to save most of that money for my my future generation. I guess for me, the two things I'll throw in before we officially move on to something else or move off this topic completely is like, number one, I think, I don't know if you guys, I forgot what the movie's called, but it's like some police officer in New York city, uh, didn't have enough money to cover his tab. So he like said to this one woman, like, Hey, I'll split all my winnings with you from this lottery ticket. And then she's like, okay, sure. Whatever. And he ended up actually winning it. And he actually did split it with them. And they just like went around doing like, like good tasks for people. Like, I don't know if I'd want to just like donate a bunch of money to like a food bank or something. Like I'm sure some money would be good to do that, but I think the majority would be awesome just to like go around. I, I don't know how you do it safely per se, but with yeah, like hundred dollar bills and just give them, you know, like maybe it's while you're driving only right. That way you, you don't just walk around cause then you're fairly vulnerable. But like the people that if they're standing on the side of the road, just here's a hundred dollar bill. Here's a hundred, like, you know, just do that kind of stuff would be awesome. Or like pay for every, like in McDonald's be like for the next hour, I must pay. Like, here's $2,000 pay for everybody's meal for the next until that runs out, you know, that kind of thing. As you were saying that I was totally pictured. What's the movie with the four magicians and they, and one scene, they're just dumping bags of money, like off a building. Oh, now you see me. Yeah. Now you see me. That's like absolutely what I was picturing when you said just like handing out hundred dollar bills. I was just like picturing you story standing on top of a building, just like dumping a bag of money, just causing mass panic. Like <laughs> that, that could be hilarious. Accident. That would around. be great. So you start a, a podcast just saying like this podcast is, I have a ton of money. We have this much money to spend a month on cool shit and then have everybody on the internet decide what you spend that money on each month. So it could be crazy. We'll stuff like that. Show. 
I don't know if I want to do a game show. Maybe that would be one month, but I I don't think I'd want to run a game show full time. I mean, well, it wouldn't be like a game show. It would be like a a search and find where like you just post maybe on like Twitter, just like a clue as to where you hit a a stash of money somewhere. (laughs) And people would go out in the world searching based off of your clue, trying to find where you kept this stash of money. You just show a rock with like a peanut butter jar underneath it with like just a wad of bills in it. It's like, I don't know, but what I'm picturing is like from Ready Player One where they have the the Gunters. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking, Colin. You have your your uh, your Gunters or whatever the people that are trying to egg hunters. Find. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like trying to like really do the research into finding these these uh, treasures or whatever you leave. And you have a joust game that they have to beat some. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, if I may, the uh, the one comment you made regarding you know being careful and how many people are gonna ask for money. Uh, one of the things I, I don't mind sharing, uh, yeah, the number of phone calls when you get into that kind of position you're going to get are going to be astronomical. Uh, and th- this is from a, a generation that you know doesn't have their information posted on Twitter, Facebook, and everything else. Um, if that kind of information is available, if you have a LinkedIn account, if you have a this account or that account, the number of organizations and, and individuals who will come out of the goddamn woodwork to ask for money and help and support are crazy uh, especially yeah. if, if it's a big winning and um, actually the, like the woman from about. north south carolina or whatever she actually because because of the laws she's not required to release her name so she didn't which is obviously I, the way you need to go but yeah that's a good point Nick. like you're right day one is change your and all my grid. passwords to everything I think I don't know if I'd yeah, have off a the grid entirely. Um, and then that's that's a good question though. Like there are a lot of things and a lot of great charities that deserve your <laughs> deserve your support, and and it would make a world of difference too. But my personal my personal take on it, if I can get up on my pedestal about community service. Uh, and I am not a, a great member uh, as far as community service is concerned, frankly. But uh, I will I will share my two cents regardless. Um, <laughs> and and the the federal governments are are needed, of course, for our country and and everything else around that. But as much as everyone gets so po'd about politicians and so upset about every you know big thing or or every every major thing that should happen. I've, I've always been kind of a fan of, of the idea of, of being the change you want to see in your community. Again, I feel like I'm getting up on my pedestal, but I'm sitting here like if, if you don't like how dirty everything is, if you don't like how your city is being run, um, you know, I, like the idea at one point, especially the sides of the highways are absolutely disgusting. And there are some park areas in St. Paul when I was living in there. And it's like, if I were really invested in St. Paul, which I wasn't, that I'm not, um, what I think would be the best thing to do uh, instead of calling the government and reporting, Hey, this area has got a bunch of trash everywhere. Like. Nope. Nick, you, you cut out. Hold on. Nick back up has made you cut out about the trash bag thing. I cut out. Yes. Interesting. Uh, I, I blame our producer for muting me. At any rate, um, <laughs> great. Um, I, I was in St. Paul, and, and if if you want to make a difference, instead of calling the government and complaining about things, and they may or may not help you out, 
uh, go buy a, 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 a thing of trash bags. And I think if you wanted to make a big difference, if you wanted to make the news or whatever, just like paint a small sign that you just kind of have on your back or like, uh, like they have the handicap flags on. Have, have you seen the hashtag trash tag? Not. All right. So it's literally like a thing that's actually starting to get momentum where people will take a picture of themselves in like a messy area or like under a bridge or, you know, wherever there's trash accumulated, they'll do a picture before they'll clean the whole thing and have another picture of them after with like it being super clean and like a pile of trash bags in the middle. And it's actually becoming a thing. That's awesome. Like that's way better than some ice bucket challenge, even if it is for a medical condition. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yes, raise money for medical conditions, but okay, where's the challenge to go pick up a bunch of garbage? But I, my whole thing would be I would wear like a a a flag thing like they have on the handicapped chairs, like the little orange flag. I'd wear that and I'd have a little sign on the top that just says, be the difference you want to see in the world. Uh, there was Aww. a a, a, a uh, goofy kind of thing that was poking fun initially by the title about uh, religion. And, and I don't want to go too far into that topic, but it was basically saying uh, how a um, individual was looking at atheists and saying, you know, atheists should really probably be an inspiration for church people. Uh, and they're not picking on church people or atheists in this article, which is what you're led to believe when you see the title and it turned out to be kind of a, a beautiful piece. But um, they, they sit there and say, you know, as a church person, you drive by someone on the side of the road and you you say a quick prayer and and you, you know, every, especially our generation, uh, thoughts and prayers with so-and-so in Haiti, thoughts and prayers and so-and-so in the volcano, thoughts and prayers with this, that, and the other damn thing. Um, but then, you see someone who's maybe not your religion or, or maybe not religious who is just helping another human being. And if that's not inspiration for proof of God in some way, shape or form, this person is not sending their thoughts and prayers. They're showing up and making a difference to, to someone who, who needs help. And in the story, it was an atheist who pulled over to help someone change a flat tire uh, instead of driving by. And it should serve as an inspiration that um, this person isn't saying, oh, this is, you know, God uh, needs to help this person. It's just, no, go be the difference kind of thing. So, all right, I'll, I'll get off my pedestal. Someone take, give us a new I think I think that kind of segues into an interesting topic. So you're talking about picking up trash and, um, and you're talking about the hashtag trash bag what do you what do you say like i think it's trash tag hashtag trash tag trash tag okay but then that kind of brings up the the another interesting topic and i think brent would be a really good one to talk to about this like what do what is um what do you think a good solution is for all of our trash like obviously um like europe i know europe has really taken upon themselves to um really take on the problem of recycling um but I don't know. I drive around and I see all these huge landfills and all I think is, yeah, maybe that might be a really good sledding hill someday or <laughs> place to go dirt biking. But honestly, it's so bad for the environment. Like, I don't know why we keep like, how do we saw like, is there a, a way to fix this issue of trash? Like where, where does it go? Like what, what can we do with it? Well, my initial thought on that would be like moving forward we have to find ways to make things that can be recycled or, or things that can decompose or think like, like this whole thing of let's do plastics and throw them out, like has to stop that kind of thing. Like the things that we put in the landfill, we just have to stop making those and instead find ways to innovate, to make ways like products that are, I mean, they do the same thing, but are either can be 
they decompose or they can come to, you know, break down over time that are better for the environment. Um, so that would take care of future, you know, try and find ways to reduce that future trash while also working on ways of finding ways to break down the trash that we've already created. Um, I know there was things with some bacteria that's been found that it was in the news a while ago, like bacteria that can break down plastics, innovations like that. So think of how can we reduce the trash we already have? And then how can we um, move forward by reducing the trash that we create? And how can we continue to make stuff that we can reuse things that we can recycle um, things that aren't going to end up the, the tough thing that I find is the stuff on the side of the roads. Um, and I feel like it just takes, it's going to take money to get that stuff. I'll say, if up. I may, the best videos on the internet are when somebody tries to throw litter out of their car and they're like a motorcyclist or something, grabs it and just throws <laughs> this like whole, whatever it is, just retless ruins the inside of their car by throwing it back inside. Those are some of the best videos on the internet. Mm hmm. And, and the thing is, it's not even people just throwing things off the side of the road. Like I know in Seattle, um, there's a problem with homelessness. And with that homelessness, um, they will leave a lot. Like they'll camp along the side of the highways and they'll leave a lot of trash along the side of the highways because there's just nowhere else for them to put it. And a lot of the stuff that they use is things that come in single use items. So it, it's one of those big system things that... I, I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. I think a lot of the problems that the earth is facing, whether it's air pollution, whether it's um, trash, whether it's homelessness and poverty, or it's for some reason, it all seems to be connected. And it's really hard to narrow down. Like, I don't think there's just like one, this is the problem. This is it. It's one of those things where if you can reduce one of the things, you know, it could potentially influence the others. Like if you reduce poverty, well, there might not be as much trash on the road and there might be other, you know, or if you can figure out ways to get things to degrade, you know, maybe, um, it's, it's a, it's a state of mind rate. and, a uh, it's, it, I guess a, 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 not a movement. It's, yeah, it's, it's changing people's minds, right? It's getting everybody on the same page of, Hey, this is the goal. This is what's socially acceptable. Like we all have to start working towards this, thing for the better of everybody you know yeah but how do you get a whole country to change their their perspective i mean if honestly it's kind of already starting like in the 70s 80s like nobody really cared you know i guess 90s 2000s and then just recently like boulder if you come here like literally every even mcdonald's will have three different containers for trash recyclable bio like compost like even some McDonald's here will have the, the three trash bins to make sure like the entire downtown Boulder Pearl street, like almost every single um, uh, shop or, you know, food place there all had the same like takeout containers and like takeout cutlery. Cause it's all either a reusable where they can like be washed or it's all like the same recyclable. So that way all the stores and all the trash in that area is all going to the same funnels and to the correct funnels to get recyclable, recycled, not recycled, wow, words, recycled or <laughs> recycled or uh, put to the compost and then just minimal as possible going to the landfill. Um, if I may, you'd be a good person to ask, um, how much more do you think it would cost a company to basically um, change out their products from plastics to recycled materials? So I know that some companies have really adopted like 
paper recyclable straws for their soft drinks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like yeah. how much would it what, does it cost like that much for companies to change over to recyclable recyclable materials um, to where does it cost so much to where they just can't afford to change over those those things? So I think there, there's a combination of things. There can be government mandated laws that force people into you know having better practices. That's kind of what started with the whole factories forcing uh, people you know, companies to watch how much pollution they're giving out. So like there's, there's government law. And then there's also, you know, eventually uh, like if one person really cares about something and they make the switch to paper straws and then, you know, their neighboring company have people losing, they're losing business because their, their next door neighbor is doing recycling straws and they're not. So then they switch to recycling straws, you know, recyclable straws. It kind of can expand out and, mm-hmm. you know, just by popular, demand if now the demand is for paper straws people producing paper straws are going to find a way to make them as cheap as possible and as as many as possible to fill the need so it's it's definitely comes down to supply and demand thing and if there's enough attitude change or you know a decision being made it, it kind of forces business to conform so so if i may i actually really like that point um of about having the economic benefit i think actually taking care of the environment can be a really good opportunity uh, especially as the movement grows more people are interested in living that sustainability what i would like um to see in the future and i think it's going to help solve a lot of these issues is depoliticizing a lot of these issues so like climate change is a very political issue um where you have one side that's saying no, there's no such thing as climate change, and there's another that says it is. And I would like to see those big. Well, there's the right side and the of, wrong side. Yeah, I'd like <laughs> to see it more of a a universal. Like there are just certain things in this world that are universal truths that affect the human condition. Like the Earth like, is for flat. For example, if our sure, but if our our <laughs> something that's like going to wipe out humans. For example, we make the Earth inhospitable for humans to live. Well, that should go beyond like a political. I believe this, I don't, and it should go into a, let's actually work together, solve this issue, come to, you know, come together and fix this because there's more at stake than just a little, a little bit of squabbling. And I, I think that's, that's one of those things where it's like, I may, I will only participate if we hold hands and sing Kumbaya afterward. See, that's exactly what we need. I completely agree with that. All right. So all this talk about nature, um, I want to give a really quick nature news so it's our segment of the week let's go for it's it it's time for the nature news of the week all right so this week we're going up to alaska oh and I saw this. alaska we just talked about yep that. yep so we're so where dylan is going to hopefully end up someday once he wins the lottery and right now there's a really big dog sled race and i just got kicked Ooh. out of this it was actually the Iditarods going on the the really famous if you've seen the movie the, Balto, which the all dog race the dog like if you think dog races it's the Iditarod and there's um i saw this story on espn and i just i had to share it with you guys um i'm gonna read from it this is from espn musher nicholas petit lost a huge lead in the Diderod Trail sled dog race on Monday when his dog team refused to keep going after he yelled at one of the animals. Ooh, right. Like, it, the, the animals just quit on him. The dogs are like, so I guess the dog named Joey was fighting with another dog, and 
once they he was like stop fighting and there you go they were like we're done running for you <laughs> so I, I just i thought that was just really funny of like you know these animals you can train them you can put them through all this this work you're all working towards a common goal and yet here you go sometimes you say one thing out of the line and they just they have their mind their own so did it. did so, all the dogs quit on him yeah it's just they weren't running I, well, I like a lot like of times those teams, teams don't they have them set up where like the front two dogs are like the, the there's like an alpha dog and the lead dogs. So like pretty much whatever they do, the rest of the dogs do. Yeah, this is a quote from the musher. He okay. said, I yelled at Joey and everybody heard the yelling and that doesn't happen. And then they won't go anymore anywhere. So we camped here and they were <laughs> like it erased a five hour lead. Like they literally just stopped and they just I uh, crazy. Do they start back up the next day? Because isn't that like a multi-day thing? Yeah. It's like a week-long event. At least from what last I've heard, the guy was like, well, hopefully if another team comes up to us and passes us, maybe they'll get their like competitive juices flowing or something. I just, I, I found it really funny. You don't normally see things about animals in uh, ESPN. So it's like, I, it's crazy. I it's, think it's uh, more interesting that the dogs were communicating enough to the point where they're, they're, uniformly deciding to just be like nope i'm done running for you we're on strike you're a jerk yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like i think it's interesting that they all were working together in that sense right it reminds me actually like a couple weeks ago i was was almost gonna bring this up but i i I had it as a potential cued topic but there was like the i don't don't know what it's called but it's like the highest end dog training uh competition each year i think it's like in england or something where they have the dogs do the obstacle courses and whatnot you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So like yeah. They, they had that competition and there was like a couple there, like w- there's like, I don't know exactly how it works. Apparently it's like different classes of dogs, but like apparently two things that were like super interesting coming out of that thing is that one of like the top dogs, like just gave up halfway through the course and just like ran back to it's its owner. It was, it. Just, it was just done. And apparently it was like one of the higher ranking dogs. And then the other one was mm-hmm. that like a pug won a certain category. Uh, that like a pug has never won before, like a certain poundage of dog or whatever. But like a pug won a, a category. Can you imagine how category? much money was invested in that one dog that just quit? Can you imagine right. the amount of money to just have the dog just do its own thing? I'm done. <laughs> no. Whole, a whole company and whole investment firm is just devastated. But you can tell like the dog's like super nervous or something. Like something was up with the dog before he even started. But yeah. But I don't but know. What are you going to do, though? I'm proud of that pug for sure, though. Whoa. Wow. What was what that? Was so Seattle, maybe twice a year, from what I can tell, gets a thunderstorm or thunder at all. And we just got a big one, like a really big burst of thunder. That that literally never happens. That was huge. Wow. That was, that was awesome. awesome. You still have power. I mean, that's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely probably people that don't have power. I guarantee you. <laughs> do you all get uh, earthquakes in Seattle? Supposedly they're due for a really big one, but not yet. So you, they, they so do. You haven't felt one yet? No, I, I'm not. I'm nervous for it. That's like one of my checklist items: is to be. You want to be in a hurricane? Another hurricane? No, or earthquake? Uh, uh, an earthquake? Yeah, that's on my checklist of like my to-do list: is to I want to take part. I want to feel an earthquake <laughs> just because I've never felt one before. If it's if it's really big, I don't want to be like wear my 
building that I, you know, the apartment collapses. I don't want to live through that. But yeah. I do want to. You feel don't like want to live through that. Like the ground you mean you don't want to experience? I want to live through that. I don't want to experience. <laughs> I don't want anything. Any, like when the volcano that's just down the road, the Rainier, like Mount Rainier, erupts. Like that's all right. I don't want to be by that. Um, talking right. about the national park. Yeah, yeah. Will you all die? May, that does. The uh, people who have way too much money in buying islands and surviving major events. Uh, the guy who owns uh, Virgin. Like the the brand uh, of Virgin uh, airline. airline or whatever Virgin Craig, Airlines or whatever Craig Virgin. Oh, no, think that's mm-hmm. his name. Yeah, makes sense to me. I believe <laughs> it. Thought it was like Richard Branson or someone. I don't know. Oh yeah, never mind. That's famous awesome. name. Anyhow, but it's Craig Virgin. Oh, Craig Virgin's uh, a runner. Never mind. Karen's <laughs> about runners. At any I rate, uh, the the, um, the guy owned his his own island and it was hit by a hurricane. And instead of evacuating the island, what he decided to do was spend the hurricane uh, in locked in his wine cellar with uh, the employees uh, who lived and worked on the island. And uh, yeah, if I were to ever like, I think being in a hurricane would actually be really cool. Like, I'd want to make sure the place I was was impregnable. Like, all the employees get if I may, do you guys hear sorry do you guys hear of that last hurricane that hit like the florida area or whatever they legit i forgot they had to make public announcements to tell people to stop shooting bullets into the hurricane like people were just shooting guns into the hurricane and obviously you know fast hurricane doesn't really make sure your bullets go straight so like <laughs> there's you know bullets hitting things in crazy places that it was not expected to have a bullet hit and yeah, but they had to like make a public service announcement announcement to people would be like, stop shooting bullets into the hurricane. I so thought that's dark. how you like kill the hurricane. That's how you stop it from spinning so fast. Yeah, you slow it down. Show it to his boss. In the opposite direction. Florida's yeah. the dumbest state in the world, like in the U.S. <laughs> by far. At Maybe any rate, world, those guys I would idiots. want to survive a a an event like a hurricane, which I I, I want to do at some point. Um, I, I want to be in one or experience part of it just because I, th- I think that'd be really cool. And I, I like yeah, the, maybe the, the edge in like a category one, you know, whatever the smallest one is. <laughs> hey, whatever. this is yeah. the next hurricane <laughs> dream. Let them let yeah. dream big. If I were to if do I, it, I would totally want to do it in a wine cellar. They, they describe it in the article like it's like <laughs> where's the rum gone? <laughs> describe in the article like a train was going by for 36 hours. Wind. And they were locked in the wine cellar, and of course they they partook a little bit, which would be where I had fun, but uh, or would have fun. But um. uh, if I may, the owner of Virgin Group, uh, the owner of Virgin Group is uh, Richard Branson. Now that might not sound familiar, but if you look it up and you like see his face, you'd be like, oh, that guy. <laughs> he's like uh he's also the space. He's, he's not SpaceX. Like, well, he's the the. No, that's the Elon Musk, Musk, no but, but he uh, has he has his own rocket thing. Uh, what was it? Space Richard, Space Richard. Shuttle One or something like that. Spaceship One, that was him. Pretty sure. He was on Shark Tank. I saw that episode. Dude, there's a th- <laughs> apparently a, went to space. Yeah, on, on, I think it was, I think it was on his Spaceship One or whatever. Oh, it's a uh, Virgin Galactic. Virgin Galactic. Mm. Yeah, he's the one that's trying to set up like tours into space for rich people. So is he trying to compete with SpaceX or anything like that? Or is he just... I don't... So I think SpaceX is going more towards the commercial side of things. Like, I, 
maybe sometime in the future they'll go travelers, but they're right now they're looking more a little bit more practical because they are still like a smaller agency. They're taking calculated risks, we'll call it, so that they're working on the newest crew capsule to the ISS for U.S. for the United States. So like that'll be a pretty good influx of constant money for them, and because it's also way cheaper to launch one of their rockets than the space shuttle ever was, or even the the Apollo or Gemini missions. But then um, they're also looking, they also, and have been using their Falcon 9s to deliver goods to the International Space Station, as well as like satellites into orbit and that kind of thing. So have they're more on the follow- commercial side. Have you been following their launches? I think it's so like satisfying to watch their launches, especially the landings. I think it's like, and they just had one crash too, not too long ago, which was really interesting too. So there's um, the but- there's the one famous semi-recent launch where they launched the Tesla car into space. Like mm-hmm. if you have some time, you got to go watch that launch. Like I, so not many things make me like cry per se, like a movie, like, but like success stuff, like the, the, the football team winning or whatever, like, you know, where somebody's trying really hard and they finally get like karate kid, you know, it, it gets me right in the feels. And when those rockets simultaneously landed That's automatically on their own, like I, I, so I, I was feeling it. I was feeling it a little bit. I'm like, that's some, yeah. that's some, that was amazing. That's some awesome engineering right there. Like that is sexy. Yeah. So I think SpaceX is uh, gearing more towards like exploration, see what we can see, do what you think we can do. And it looks like, uh, that's the, so if I may real quick, that's, that's their public message. Their actual mm-hmm. missions are much more commercial with the whole satellite delivering goods to the ISS and going yeah. for, people in the ISS. But it looks like uh, Richard Branson with his Virgin Galactic, they, it looks like his whole company is focusing on tourism. He wants to fly people to space and back. Um, so, And it looks like he's built uh, not almost like a, kind of like what we see in Kerbal Space Program where you kind of build a half great game. plane, a half rocket. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, but you know how we used to build the half plane, half rockets? A shuttle, well, you might say. Yeah, yeah, but but that flies like a plane, and then you hit your boosters to go up into the upper atmosphere. Um, that kind of looks like the craft that he's building and working on right now. Yeah, they're, they're working on like a two lanes of people. Yeah, they're doing some cool stuff. They haven't done anything significant yeah, really in a bit, but they're they're definitely promising. I guess with the whole space talk, like... Uh, one like if there's one conspiracy theory that I believe in, it's that there's aliens out there somewhere. Have they d- visited Earth previously? I uh, I'm less you know I don't think so much about that. Like I don't I don't I don't think that's the way it is. But there's definitely life out there somewhere. Well, I, can't, I guess I mean, are there other theory. What? There's no way that's a conspiracy theory. That's gotta be like fact. There's just too much of a possibility and probability that there's not aliens. Granted, that means maybe I believe in the conspiracy theory. Nick, maybe this is an alien. What's the question? What's your alien take? Aliens? Is there aliens? Oh, in, in some <laughs> in some way, shape, or form, there is definitely something. Would pref- I would I guess if I'm having this conversation in its fullest form. I would go down the religion aspect and kind of talk about, um, you know, the creation of life. Uh, my personal belief is we are not in God's image. We are, we are broken. We are, uh, we are a form of life 
and there are many forms of life in an infinite universe and that my brain can't comprehend uh very simply and to assume we are the only intelligent life or life period would be an astronomically huge mistake but relation our world is not yet ready to comprehend that um we continue to gain intelligence and become, uh, which is gaining intelligence, uh, as, we, as we continue to grow as a species, as we continue to expand, uh, our, our knowledge has started to increase. Uh, what's the mathematical term? Um, I get, well, I think it's something like every 20 years, the amount of information that humanity knows has doubled. Right, right. and it's it's uh, the curve. What's the math term Exponential for the curve? curve exponential thank you our, our growth will will continue to eventually and as that occurs as the older generations die or whatever it takes certain things will be more or less accepted i i i think religion is great it has a place in the world but i i think it is something that will die in time um, now, not my lifetime, maybe not my grandchildren's lifetimes, if I'm lucky enough to have any, um, maybe not in you know 12 generations, but eventually uh, it will need to change. And because I, I love to have debates and uh, discussions about religion and, and what the real meaning is, and I love to get into the history of the Catholic Church is always the easy one, although <laughs> Islam is just as bad. But I think we, uh, Nick, if I may, I think we uh, shy away from religion unless we're going to dedicate a whole episode to it. Like, uh, we, I don't think we have time to uh, rebut anything or talk about anything religion-wise. All right. So, if I may, if I may, I actually so I started listening uh, to a really nice, really, really good podcast called um, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, and he talks about (laughs) in this case World War. One and part of that, what he what he was talking about was, um, there's a certain point in all like civil intelligent species, um, until where they can get to a level, or if they advance technologically far enough, that they can get to a level where they can destroy themselves. So, like mm. for Earth, for example, people think that 1945 with the atomic bombs, uh, humans have gotten to that level of technology where we could, if we really wanted to wipe out the entire species and actually most of the life on earth. Yeah. Between we the U S and Russia, war. we can, I forgot what the stat was, but between U S and Russia, we can obliterate the entire face of the earth seven times over or something like that. Yeah. Something ridiculous. And one of the thoughts was he brought up the Fermi paradox, which is um, that there's so many planets on Earth, like I mentioned before. Or like, there's so many, like, the galaxies are insane. There's, like, millions of possible stars that could host Earth or, like, life. But that, yet we haven't found aliens. Like, something doesn't line up. Like, there's such a high probability that there's got to be some sort of life. But then we haven't found anything. And one of the things he he mentioned as possible solution to the this Fermi principle is that maybe these intelligent lives have gotten to the point where they could destroy themselves and then they just, they have. And that maybe it's really hard to not make everything just go really poorly. And and that's if why, I like... May, what's, what's the reason we're not more actively pursuing 
life on other planets or, or life throughout the universe. Yeah, it's I just not a priority. Clue. We we haven't evolved to the point where it's, a necessity. it's the number one thing that we're trying to do or it's it's the right thing. We're too caught up in making money. We're too yeah, caught it, up in who who's right no in the gods. Yeah, if right I may, now. the whole space race with Russians was primarily us trying to bankrupt each other. Yeah. And it's it's a bad joke. There's too many other things. And, and, and yeah, it could be they killed themselves or they're still caught up in the internal conflict the same way we are. You know, why are we not supporting Elon Musk and uh, who's the, 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 the black scientist who's goddamn brilliant and on every Neil show? deGrasse Tyson. Yep. I started reading one of his books. Why are we not supporting these people with every dollar that is in existence? Like whatever yeah. they think we should do, we should probably just do it. The reason that we don't give them money is because for me, a Tesla's too expensive at the moment. <laughs> right. I, I get it. <laughs> That's but, the only, but okay. only reason. Not come together as a, as a, a planet, uh, like go, go full Star Trek on you. Why do we not come together as a planet, eliminate the financial systems, uh, make sure we have enough food and everything else to um, keep each other alive and, and provide for necessities and then go explore the, the universe. If I may, the, I, mean, I forgot selfish. exactly what the reason was called. It was something that my um, whatever uh, equal rights professor uh, ingrained into our memory and started with an H. It was something to the effect of those who empower want to stay in power. And that's the reason why we haven't combined and gotten rid of money is because those in power want to stay in power. I get it. If I may, can the can say everyone solve their issues and we work together as a planet would we even still be able to afford the resources and the to be able to build something to like go off and search other places in in space like would we even have the resources to build something oh like for that? sure like if if the entire world band together for one purpose we would be able to get a good portion of the pop or a good chunk of people off the planet to go somewhere gets really technical real really fast though because it's a matter of okay if we are managing our species the way it maybe ought to be managed you have to ask some real tough questions that are not emotional questions they're logical but people won't like the answers how many kids can everyone have how much food does everyone get would how that much be, vacation time do you get if i may would that be easier to manage if Humans weren't the ones managing it, and a computer did. AI is going to take over the world. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, but if if a computer does it, well, oh yeah, it's, it gets really dark. It, really gets, it gets really dark or really complicated really fast because the incentive to be the person in power is you get to make the decisions. You still get to do everything you want, and everyone else has to play by your rules. And everyone agrees to play by those rules because it's better than the alternative, which is chaos. Uh, there was a great philosophy class I took in college, and I, I, I'm not that guy who's like, oh, just the philosophy, this, that, the other thing. But it talks about uh, the Leviathan, uh, the social structure that builds up our society and how it works. Uh, it has some great material. I don't pretend to remember all of it, but it kind of touches on some of those subjects, and it's, it's really cool. Hmm. Well, I think this episode can be dedicated to Earth then, because we, we talked about a bunch of things <laughs> about planet and whatnot in this episode. Let's dedicate this episode dedicated to the Earth. Yeah, we got deep. I like it. Dylan, you did the intro. You wanna you wanna wrap us up? Uh I can do that. Is there any music with the I don't think no, so? No, there's no, no All music. Right.
All right. That was episode 39 of If I May. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed bringing you a new episode every Thursday. Support us. Merch available. Subscribe, share, rate, and review. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, I don't even Kyle, I don't know. <laughs> it's not really fair that you've never pre-read this and you're literally trying to read it on the spot. It's more of a also, bullet point also, list rather than fair, sentences. Quick. This was changed, I believe, mid-episode. <laughs> yeah. Potentially right. not edited either. All right, go ahead. If you want to get in contact with us and give ideas or uh, for topics you want to hear in future episodes, DM us uh, on Twitter um, at ZaraBust or email ZaraBust at gmail.com. That's hard to say. Have Zara, ZaraBust. All the ads in there. At gmail.com. Yeah, it is. That's all right. We'll figure it out. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next week.